Hello, if you're hearing this, it's because you're on the free feed for Blocked and Reported. What you're about to hear is the first little bit, a tantalizing chunk of a 45-minute episode in which Katie tells me about this British figure who is very hard to describe. This is one of the strangest stories I've ever heard about a controversial online personality. I highly recommend it. If you want to hear this episode in its entirety, go to blockreported.org and sign up as a premium subscriber. Just $5 a month for three extra episodes a month like this one. Thank you and enjoy the free preview. Katie, I have a really exciting way to start this. All right. Give it to me. What is it? We just It's a weird week. We just recorded a free one. Then we took a break to eat. And now we're recording a paid one. What did you eat? What was your lunch like? I had chips and cheese. Just a few chips with some chatter on it. I just had it was a, only a 10 minute break. I just had a few crackers with chatter on it or maybe it was Monterey Jack. Wow. But we're so similar. Wow. Are we synced up? We are so similar. Eating? I think are we are we uh cycling what, together? Yeah. Are we cycling together? <laughs> Food cycling? Yeah. Um speaking of which, Jesse, we have a Good very feminine show today. I don't know how I feel about this. How feminine? Is it bleeding? Very. It's AFAB. It's AFAB, okay. It's bleeding out of the eyes. Okay, but before we get to that, oh. uh we're we're going to do a little update on the last Primo episode. Do you remember that in that episode? So the subject of the episode was a woman named Brianna Media, and she said that she called 911 when her dog got hit by a car. It turns out that it was her car that hit the dog, right. but that's another story. Um, and I said that that sounded like weird because are you supposed to call 911 when an animal gets hit? Like, do they send the EMS to do CBR on a dog? Anyway. I must have asked people to write in and let us know because I did get a couple of responses. One was from a guy who works in emergency services, and he said, quote, do not call 911 for a dog. I think he says, I think what he's saying is if you if your dog gets hit by a car, call 911. And uh, then I got a DM on Instagram, and this one said, this is a quote, when you call 911, they can tell you where the nearest emergency vet is, especially if you're unfamiliar with the area and you don't have service to Google it. Just an FYI. Hope you don't ever need to use this for moose. Guessy, just who that was from. Oh. Brianna Media. Oh my God. Yeah. Really? Do you think that was a threat? I hope you don't ever have to use this on moose. But she didn't comment on anything else about the episode or was she aware of it? She said she didn't, she couldn't listen to the rest of it, which understandable. I'm not sure how she found it. Like maybe she has a Google alert for her name. Um, she probably does or somebody sent it to her, but I guess, I mean, that costs money. So maybe she, yeah, check the subscription. See if Brianna Media is a, is a subscriber, mm, would you? That's a little bit awkward. That yeah, it was a little awkward. Well, um, all's well that ends well? I guess so. I guess so. Okay. Okay, moving on. Uh, Jesse, have you ever heard of a woman named Jack Monroe? I think you mean a man named Jack Monroe. No, no, no. Jack is a woman's name. Mm, okay. <laughs> I have not heard of a woman named Jacqueline, which I presume is short for Monroe. <laughs> Her, her birth name is actually Melissa. I don't know where Jack came from. Or her dead name, as she calls it. Her dead name is Melissa. Um, so she's got a very varied resume, but to simplify it, she's a British writer, critic, campaigner. Uh, she's a food blogger. Uh, and campaigner, that's like UK for activists. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be sensitive. She focuses on various social issues, including poverty and mostly food insecurity. That's newspeak for hunger. And she's pretty well known in the UK. She's won a bunch of different awards for her activism. She has over 500,000 followers on Twitter, over, I think, 170,000 on Instagram. And since she first started becoming famous, her whole thing has been doing good, fighting hunger and other social ills. But it seems increasingly clear that Jack may not be all that she claims to be. Whoa. I know. 
Okay, so Jack is not her given name, but she first became known for her blog, which was initially called A Girl Named Jack. Obviously, girl is problematic, circa 2020. Yeah. You can see why. She has since renamed the, the blog Cooking on a Bootstrap. And the blog, in the beginning, it was basically recipes and essays on eating cheaply. And I mean really cheaply. Like her whole thing in the beginning was cooking for her and her son on just 10 pounds a week. 10 pounds a week? Oh my God. Yeah. Not 10 pounds of food, just 10 pounds. I've never cooked any of her recipes. I like looked at her Instagram and I think they look pretty good. But here's what our uh, Jack Monroe source said. Her recipes produce, without exception, inedible gruel. She grates spam into meatballs. She rinses the sauce off canned spaghetti and fashions it into weird concoctions. Her most famous recipe is for peach and chickpea curry. Seriously, that's the best she's got. Her recipes are also seriously nutritionally inadequate. She claims not to think about calories because she is an eating disorder recovery and uh, are riddled with basic culinary mistakes. Spam meatballs, how's that sound to you? Pretty bad. But to be fair, if you're trying to cook on like a super low budget, you probably can't make fancy stuff, right? And plus, also to be fair, it's, she's British. Yeah. which So she's at a huge disadvantage in terms of – because they don't, they don't eat real food over there. They mush everything together. Mushy peas. Yeah, mushy peas. It's mushy peas, mushy beans, mushy toast. Spaghetti on toast is like literally a thing there, which is just – Okay, that's actually good. Is it? I mean, actually, I didn't know it was a British thing, but yeah, spaghetti you, on you toast You know what's funny? And I'm really learning a lot about myself. Two nights ago, I went to a great Italian place in Williamsburg with my brother and uh, Layden Woodhouse, actually. And, oh, hi, Layden. Um, he, well, he's not here. <laughs> Do you know how, like, anyway. I had... He's listening. I had excellent pasta, and I asked for more bread. So, on the one hand, I'm eating pasta with as much bread as possible. Then, when the Brits just put the spaghetti on the bread, I'm like, that's disgusting. I, I got to rethink good. some stuff. yeah. It's it's just a more efficient way to eat your cal- eat your carbs. Yeah. Okay. So Jack first started appearing in the British press in 2012. At the time, she was a 24 year old single mom. That's British for mom, and she'd given up her job at a fire department at like a dispatch center to either care for her son, or because the commute was too long, or because she was let go after a mental health crisis. All of which she has cited as the reason she quit her job at various times. She and her son's dad weren't really together, and she slid into poverty, and she had to visit food banks and go on benefits. And she wrote about this in this viral blog post called Hunger Hurts. Here's a passage from that. Poverty is the sinking feeling when your small boy finishes his one Weetabix and says, More, mommy. Bread and jam, please, <laughs> mommy. Do you have mommy. to do the street yes, urchin accent? <laughs> As you're wondering whether whether to take the TV or the guitar to the pawn shop first and how to tell them that there's no bread and jam. I don't know what Weetabix is. It sounds disgusting. It sounds like it's made out of plastic, but anyway. Yeah. She also said she sold most of her possessions, and this was subsequently picked up by the media. The Daily Mirror published a uh, an article about it. I'll read you a bit from that. Mother and child spend nights this, wrapped up this in, the accent is a war in a rented crime. flat. <laughs> With no Christmas tree to mark the season, government plans to slash housing benefit could tip them into destitution by whipping eighty by wiping eighty pounds a month from Jack Jackie's Your meager budget. Your accent switched to like something from the islands for a minute. Anyway, I was trying to do John Ronson. <laughs> you know one could do John Ronson, but John Ronson—that's sacrilegious. Well. I've listened to a lot of them. I think I could pick it up a little bit. Okay. So there were other articles about Jack, and the story was always that she was this desperately poor single mom trying to make it work at a time when the UK government was slashing benefits. At the time, the UK had a conservative government, 
and Jack became the face of austerity politics. She was so poor that she got food from the food bank and pulled her kid out of daycare because she couldn't afford the fees, and she wrote on her blog that she opened up her house to sell everything she owned. And part of what made Jack such an appealing figure to the media was that she wasn't exactly the stereotypical face of poverty. She was educated, she was white, she was articulate, politically active online, she was queer, she wasn't from generational poverty. She pointed this out herself when she was testifying at the House of Commons about food poverty. We have a quote from that testimony um, because of a garden, The Guardian published a glowing write-up about it. Here's part of what Jack said. I had a 27 grand a year job. I've not been brought up on benefits and a tracksuit watching Jeremy Kyle. I think that's like a Jerry Springer of the UK. I'm a middle class, well-educated young woman who fell a bit by the wayside. You think it doesn't happen to normal people and you think we're all scumbags eating burgers and watching daytime TV. It can happen to anyone. You can see why. So this was this was years ago. You can see why this would be sort of problematic now, right? Incredibly obnoxious. Like Unlike those other right. poor people who deserve it, I don't deserve to be poor. I don't watch Jeremy Kyle on TV. I don't wear a tracksuit. I was trying not to laugh because when you were saying, when you were telling her life story, I thought you were going to say she was so poor she had to pull her child out of daycare and eat him. <laughs> She's not Irish. Oh. <laughs> okay. So all of this attention led to opportunities. In February 2013, she announced that she landed a job at her local newspaper, which she said was her dream job, and a few months later, she got her first book deal. But the job itself didn't last very long. Uh, She quit seven months later. She said this was because she, quote, couldn't be a full-time newspaper reporter on top of freelancing for national newspapers, not to mention writing a book and being free for TV and radio. So basically, she's saying she's too big for the local press. So things were looking up for Jack at that point. She was publishing in national outlets. She was living with her girlfriend at the time, who was very successful. She founded a restaurant chain. And she was hired by the grocery store Sainsbury's to be the face of their ad campaign against hunger. But then she hit some bumps. In 2014, she was fired from Sainsbury's for tweeting that the prime minister, David Cameron, was using stories about his dead son to legitimize selling the NHS, that's the National Health Service, to his friends. That also became a big media story. Her second cookbook flopped, and austerity by that point had stopped being sort of the buzzy issue of the media. Um, As our Jack Monroe source said, quote, Jack's appeal started to fade, so she started to find other ways to cling to the spotlight. Mm. Soon after, Jack came out as transgender. Which had nothing to do with the thing you just said. (laughs) No, there was a space between those two paragraphs. When the Daily Mail covered this under the headline...